Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith here. Once again, with my buddies through the miracle of computer phone, I'm here with Chuck Anderson. Hey now. And with John Burr. Aloha, gentlemen. How's it going, guys? We're recording this episode a little bit early. It's Labor Day weekend when this is going to come out. Uh, we're actually doing this, the date today, it's May 12th. So if anyone's confused about any of the references we put in, I assume, you know, the, the Bucks have replaced Budenholzer. He's down 0-2 right now. Uh, not looking it's good my, for them. It's my birthday. It's, it's John's birthday. But we figured we wouldn't want to record over Labor Day weekend. We needed to drop a show on that Tuesday morning. So we just went ahead. You know, we're, we're a couple months early. We're just going to see what we can do. Um, Chuck, I feel like come September, this is going to be a busy time for you. You're planning to move, right? You, you're going to. Yeah. Moving down the hall, I'm going to get I'm in the same building. John called it effectively rearranging my closet, but my whole body feels like it's uh, like a like a mountain made this of is a like moving, razor blades. This is a moving success story. So you're um, moving ostensibly rearranging your room. You're moving down the hall. Yeah. Four so is doors this just down. to avoid the bill collectors? Is this just you just no, bounce around inside just the building? A bigger space, bigger space. Oh, okay. It's going to be. But yes, I also avoid bill collectors. This is going to be, you're like redirecting. This is one of those 90s movies where you you have to redirect the the phone call so the trace can't catch you. But yours Mm. is just bouncing around the same building where it's just like it's in, yeah. The call's coming from inside the building. And Chuck does actually live in a haunted house, so. Literally. Do you have to move like in one day? Ideally... Uh, your rents would overlap by a month, so you could just take like one handful of things okay, every couple now that hours. I, I'm going to explain it to you. It's going to seem so far less stressful than I'm making it out to be. But okay. I'll have two. I'll have two entire weeks to move four doors down. I hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So maybe, I mean, there's no look, rush. It's okay. Uh, you know what? I do feel better talking about it. You. This is the first time I've talked about it to anyone, and I know, like, once I get a and I express myself and I connect and I feel alone when it's all in my head. My head is a bad neighborhood that I should never be alone in. That makes sense. That's well well spoken. You can't just pack up a box of books, set it by the door when you're leaving one day, just walk it out the door and go put it in the, the new place and then Look at look at this mess I got right now. Oh, this Chuck has just turned the camera for those of you who are able to see this later on YouTube. Chuck is showing the 
the boxes there. I'm going to say I saw five boxes. I saw I saw a solid hour's worth of work. There's probably <laughs> two hours. There's probably two hours of un, of like packing and another two hours of unpacking. And I'm like, but my my nervous system tells me this is like a, a bad thing and I should oh, probably it just wants stay to know here. what you're running from. Chuck. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, moving is stressful. And we're the main so stressors. here's the thing, guys, right now. I'm not going to turn my camera around because it's attached to my computer, um, but I'm I'm packing up the uh, the baby dungeon. I'm slowly uh -oh. <gasps> packing. We don't we want to move, but right. the the final kick in, in the uh, in the pants was when some county west of of Nashville got 18 inches of rain in one day like a month ago. This is not related to uh, Hurricane Ida and all the horrible things happening all You're over. You're referring like, in, to in Waverly, Northeast. Waverly, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah so Waverly, Tennessee, Thursday. I've actually refereed basketball there. But they got 18 inches of rain in one day. and It's now we, an underwater vampire town. Right. So we got, <laughs> you know, 10 years ago, the Baby Dungeon in all of Nashville received 18 inches of rain over two days. But like this whole, oh, these once in a millennium events, no, no, they're coming more and more. That so so that fear of like hey, eighteen inches of water could fall from the sky, uh, basically maybe every couple of years. Uh, I don't want to have a basement that's finished anymore. Yeah. That combined with my plumber guy who's finally helped me out. These are the good. This is the good plumber who's finally came and fixed all, all my problems. Non cult affiliated. Plumber. Non cult affiliated. Uh, he came over, brought his six year old son for me to play with and babysit while he he did the last thing. That was cool. At the end oh. of it, we just. Exchanged invoices. Um, I gave him mine for, for the babysitting you get a discount, right? Yeah, but uh, he, he was talking about how how he has a new house that he's remodeled, and he he was just talking about how like, you know, how he would leave the basement unfinished because he's like, why in the world would I finish a basement? Uh, like I'm a plumber. Like so many things can go wrong. So so like <laughs> that has led me. You know what? Like I've enjoyed having this basement, but we're ready for the next thing, and it's going to be. Uh, no, uh, no finished basement. Yeah. So John. in my hunt for a new abode, whenever this all falls apart. Right. Do I just want an unfinished basement or do I want no basement? If I have no basement, does that mean now my ground level is going to be the floor? Well, you don't part? want your ground level to be sitting on the ground. Right. You need a crawl Obviously. space. Yeah. I mean, like a crawl space or something. A and again, I'm a crawl space. I don't know anything about real estate or home ownership, despite being a homeowner for kind of a long time. But I do now understand I don't want a carpeted, drywalled place that is like no. five feet underground. I know it stays it's nice and tempered. Yeah, when you're like, like it literally, I was a child when I was shopping uh, mentally. I was a grown <laughs> Judd Apatow, Adam Sandler man child. And I was like, oh, man cave. That seems amazing. Well, we also weren't having like climate change cataclysm. Yeah. And now after it's like, oh, there's going to be, there's going to be a flood like every year <laughs> or essentially it's like, you know what? I, I'm now, I'm Keith now, is, Keith is now Michael Shannon and give me shelter. I really just, am. I, I've had these visions <laughs> and you know, it's, it turns out it's not just in my head. Uh, so anyway, I guess we could talk about breakfast. Have you guys had uh, any, any worthwhile breakfast? John, what was your breakfast? One banana. It. All right, Chuck, pretty, you're up. Pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty so bad. So today I, I went down to Ethio Coffee, Coffee House. It's an Ethiopian coffee shop in uh, South Nashville. Um, and I got a Sambusa. Your boy ate a Sambusa with some lentil beans, vegan, chilling. Had a uh, had a chai latte with it. 
living my. living really wow. good. I love Ethiopian High on the food. hog. This is bodega chuck. Can, right hey, here. here's a question. Can a vegan, this is a very Zach Lowe question of me, can a vegan live high on the hog? Can a vegan even have a latte? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm both sober. I'm both sober and a vegan. So I'm, I can't get high or have hog. <laughs> I used to love smoked, smoked pork. So yes. Yeah. That's kind of like getting early bonding high. experiences of mine and Chuck involved smoking some high hogs. Yeah, man. It was like, that was kind of when I knew it was real for me and Burr. We just, uh, we, it was hogs you stare and chickens at a cylinder of fire. For two to four hours. <laughs> For two to four days. Yeah, we used to do long smokes. <laughs> so my breakfast, I got a donut, a glazed donut from the Five Daughters Donut. The hey, stayed in the neighborhood, uh, went over there. Got some donuts for the Sunday morning, and it was uh, pretty good. I just let it, I let it slip. We're recording on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. There it is. Oh, um, I gotta bleep that out. I guess um, <laughs> it was a Sunday in May. Um, there it is. We're got back. a uh, got a glazed donut. Anyway, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfasts, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on a previous episode it's frequently the first time we talk about the nba although no pressure to talk about the nba this week it is labor day nothing's happening anyway uh chuck anything you need to make right in the world i mean i you know normally i don't say anything too ridiculous on the show um but last week john this is more of just like a reconciliation um i need to I need to get a resentment off my chest. Oh dear. Last weekend's game of or last week's game of scones mm. was, you know, while, while I did win in historic fashion. Um 10 to 2, dominating. I just dominated Routes. Keith. Yeah. I think the like, you know, just the construct that Chuck knows nothing is kind of oh, yes. like it was kind of hurtful that like you built yep. this thing so yeah, I really specifically, thought you were going to do a lot poorer than you did. Like a lot poorer. So specifically informed by you thinking I couldn't even figure out out of four choices one <laughs> piece of Grizzlies trivia. <laughs> I'm like, I was, this you know, really surprised. <laughs> it really hurt. It really hurt. And I'm just letting you know. I mean, you know, you're allowed to think about me how you want. Well, Chuck, if it makes you feel better, it could have been any trivia. I would have thought that about any trivia at all. <laughs> For and, me? And you, yes. And you exceeding wow. Wow. those expectations made me have to rethink that maybe, just maybe, you're like a, a, a more worldly, intelligent man than any well, than I had ever presupposed. Guys, you guys know that I'm like secretly the the like genius on the show, right? Like I'm like the one I play the dumb guy, but you guys it's, know it's I'm actually, very secret. It's very. I keep it. I know that you know that. You guys know that too. That like I'm the like you know the, the what is it the drunken master yes <laughs> <laughs> drunken crane style I've got I've got all this my wushu is completely you guys I've got you all thinking I'm an idiot and then when it comes time for it and this has happened enough times that's when you beat that's when you beat realism into two well so yeah. I so I have a bone to pick with John as well over a game of scones we were we were doing one it was Devonte Graham themed <laughs> it was talking mm-hmm. about all the guys who averaged 19 points four rebounds and four assists and I was right. throwing some guesses out that they, they were wrong because I missed a key piece of information where these right. players had to play at least a hundred games but I was yes. I was guessing like Kyrie Irving 
Steph Curry. I didn't Steph know the Curry. bit about yeah. the Hunter game, and I was just getting a uh, from John was giving me no. He didn't average enough rebounds. No, he never. And that that wasn't true. It turns out right. both Steph and Kyrie, and that that really shook me up. That blew my mind. Uh, I was like, I thought these guys averaged at least 19-4-4, four and four, and then I found out the reason they weren't on John's list that he'd searched by was because of the games played. And so, yes, said. it was my fault for not hearing that that was one part uh, of the quiz, but I feel like John yeah. could have said, no, 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 like those guys, they, they, they would have qualified. No, I did I, say. I, don't, make, don't make me edit in the tape. You told me they did not average enough rebounds. They did average enough rebounds. It just that they hadn't played enough games. That that was the reason. So, I mean, I don't know. This I this also, is supposed to be an apology, and it's, it has turned into the breakfast and bed attack. Yes, I uh, and also I was, <laughs> and I was about to apologize to Keith for uh, which I should have been apologizing <laughs> to Chuck. I guess I was about to apologize to Keith. I really didn't know how closed off your world had become. <laughs> oh, with the for with you, the, with for the you pop to culture, know nothing no, about no, nothing. Kanye because that was stuff I knew. Yeah, and I do not like or listen to Kanye. Yeah, you you threw at me general knowledge that you assumed any human being could have gotten. I'm calling I'm calling bull on this. You knew Kanye's Swahili name. I saw it. Oh, are you going to apologize for that? I saw it in an interview. You knew Kanye's parents divorced at three. I knew you knew he was born in Atlanta. How did? Yeah, he's from he's he's not even really from Atlanta. He's from like Dunwoody or or he's he's from a he's from a suburb. Our fact oh, checkers came up with that Kanye's name in Swahili. K- Kanye is not a, a word in Swahili. I just saw an we interview. That's why I put no, it I in there. No, I mean you, you, you got some. You got the. You heard Kanye saying that. It turns got, out that's got, not I actually. I got trumped. I got yeah, Trumpism. Got, here, I'll, I'll apologize. I'll apologize for a basketball error that I made on the show. We were making. We were talking about J.R. Smith going back to college and how delightful it was and how he's playing. Oh. You know, uh, he's playing NCAA golf and we're talking Don't about how weather from me. No, 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 no. I'm just saying how we we were coming up with other straight to the NBA from high school guys and and naming some guys who could go back, you know, and enroll in college and and have like a, you know, four years of eligibility left, like Tyson Chandler, go play, go play volleyball for Florida A&M or something. But I threw out Kobe Simmons trying to make a little deep cut, you know, to like a Grizzlies reference. A guy I saw play in summer league just recently. He was on my mind. But Kobe Simmons obviously did not go straight from high school to the NBA. That's just, that's an error. He played a year in college. I believe at Arizona. I could look it up, but I'm going to risk Next week, I can apologize for not knowing who Kobe Simmons is. (laughs) It's all right. A lot of Grizzlies fans wanted to give him a guaranteed contract when he was on a two-way back in the day. But I'm sorry, Kobe Simmons, not a straight from high school NBA athlete. Anyone could have known that. I'm a little disappointed no one corrected me from our listenership. I mean, we had all the people upset. Not upset, but everyone... Where you wanted, at, Grizz Head? They wanted to tell us about the Gorilla Biscuits and all the stuff we got wrong there. No one. No one corrected the air of Kobe Simmons as a well, I think people were high just, school athlete. I think when you say something about like a fleeting grizzly or when Chuck says something about, you know, uh, lewds, the listeners tend to trust it. So Chuck do. not knowing that, that Gorilla Biscuits were lewds, I think people yeah. were worried that Chuck had been replaced. I'm sorry that I never went to a disco in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. It's a hardcore <laughs> punk band. We need too to... bad. Too bad you weren't around in Madchester in like 1984. Right. Chuck and the Happy Mondays. Mm-hmm. Lollygagging. 
Those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we get to the steak and eggs best thing, we need to let you guys know, especially those of you in the Nashville, Tennessee area, that the Grizzlies Caravan is coming to town this weekend, Friday, September 10th. The Grizz Girls, some Grizz entertainers, Chuck and myself will be there. Eric Hasseltine, the radio voice of the Grizzlies, will be there. They'll be giving away Grizzlies swag at the Sounds game. It'll be a lot of fun. Come meet me and Chuck. Also, in addition to the giveaways, they're going to have a contest where one lucky fan wins a weekend in Memphis. This will include tickets to a Grizzlies game, two nights at a Memphis area hotel. And so uh, come out, hang out, catch the Grizzlies Caravan. It also has a few more stops. I want to say it's still going to Murray, Kentucky and Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Uh, Check in on that at grizzlies.com to get all those details. But those of you near Nashville, definitely come out on Friday to the Sounds game for Grizzlies night. Say hi to me and Chuck. And again, those details at grizzlies.com. All right. If if you're looking for Chuck, look for the caftan emblazoned with our logo. Chuck, you're not actually going to wear a caftan to this, are you? Spoiler alert. Hello. That was supposed to be a surprise. I mean, you said it on the last show. I I hope you're joking. Uh, I I may or may not. I'm not I'm not going to confirm nor deny. uh, I may be getting a custom made caftan. I'm saying if you're making your 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 caftan debut or so, have you been wearing them a lot? Is this now part of your personality? It's I'm a caftan man. Caftan man. Uh, I think this uh, this circumstance might be a dress like you normally dress type thing. Like a first impression type thing, Chuck, you know what I'm saying? You want me to not make a complete utter spectacle of myself, Keith? I think maybe don't just (laughs) lean into spectacle. Like you're meeting some people. Don't lean into the spectacle. You realize that the the Chuck's downgrade from Captain will just be like shirtless with a gold chain, right? Yeah, in a kimono. No, I, I, I would hope, <laughs> I would hope, Chuck, you would do maybe like you need me to bring you that Mike Bibby jersey, like you, you the throwback Vancouver jersey, Chuck, with the tattoos showing the chain. Like I'm all about that. That's the Chuck I know and love. Didn't I give you that Bibby jersey back? I you, you did, but I'm saying I, I'm, I'm willing to lend it back it, to you for this. It's caftan season, Keith. I'm sorry, the, the the wheels are in motion. Okay, I mean, there's nothing we can do at this point. the The fabric's been ordered. I've sent it to the seamstress. Uh, I'm sorry. All right. I'm trying to think of like a Hare Krishna pun for Chuck's new persona, and I'm not getting there. Yeah. If any listeners out there can help us. I'm going to need, I'm going to need a, I might just need a visual. I I might need you to send me a selfie before I, I I leave the tickets at the gate for you. There's in no way, shape or form. (laughs) I will buy my own tickets if you refuse. Um, (laughs) There's no way you're going to censor how I dress in my body. Not this day. That's fine. Not any day. That's great. Look forward think, to it. I think we can use take this opportunity, Chuck. You can steal the word pro-choice back from the anti-vaxxers so that now mm-hmm. it just has to do with your choice whether or not to wear a caftan. It's yeah. my body, my choice. And we're living <laughs> in a world where people are trying to legislate bodies. And I'm sorry, this is a this is visual protest. This is an artistic Taliban expression. Taliban Keith. Yeah. Right. Trying to you're take all, your caftan away. Nah, bro. I'm standing in solidarity with the people who are suffering. Wait, who's suffering again? Via, via I think Chuck is suffering. Chuck is the one suffering. I'm always suffering. He has to move three doors down. He has to move three you doors down. It's like it's like, a hundred, it's like 175 feet away. That's rough. Wow. So you're not like you don't even have to ask for help for moving help, but you still no. should. You still yeah, should. You I'm, should. Probably, I'm gonna call you, John. Oh. Let's move to our 
Steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? John, what's your, uh, what's your steak and eggs? I know this will sound backwards, but I'm actually glad that Ben Simmons is forcing the movement from Philly and like mm-hmm. ending. I, I get tired of the uh, facade where they are like, no, he, he's, he's on the team. We're going to make this work when everyone knows that it's not true. I, I like that Ben Simmons is basically dropped a grenade that now I guess Daryl Morey must fall on and this is going to happen and we can, you know, we don't have to endure the, uh, you know, the, the platitudes of uh, between, cause you know, Embiid was going to say the right thing. Uh, Doc was going to say the right thing. It was going to be, you know, a miserable, weird story going on. And I'm glad, I'm glad that it's all out in the open and uh, you know, we, we, we're here for the drama. So let's just, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and see, uh, what, uh, how many pennies on the dollar uh, Sixers get for Ben now? I like the idea that if this trade, you know, now being forced out into the open, maybe he's available for less than he would have previously been available for. But you have like the Trailblazers who just spent a first round pick to get a backup power forward. <laughs> and like now, Daryl Moore is like, hey, you know what? All right, CJ McCollum and your first round pick that that'll do it. You can have Ben Simmons. Like, oh, we just, oh, we just, we just got a, oh, we just used it. Mm, <laughs> it definitely told me changed to- the uh, the the timbre of the what you're what they're going to get for him because at one point I was like CJ McCollum is certainly not enough, but now it's kind of like well, maybe, you know. I have man, I have always been on the board of board with like I feel like CJ McCollum's enough. Like I, mm-hmm. I like Ben Simmons. I'm pretty high on Ben Simmons, yeah. but like CJ McCollum, I mean, he's almost is he like 29? He's but he has like three. He has like three or four more years of I feel like being elite and an elite. He's, he's a postseason shot creator. He's a guy we've seen to do in the playoffs. Where CJ McCollum is a killer in the postseason, yeah. and that's what this team absolutely needs. It's what the Sixers need. And so, like, if they are truly done with Simmons and with that long contract, it seems like all right. That's that's kind of fair. I mean, I yeah, know now, it's like now, not exactly what you now want. Now that the but. posturing is over, I think that the the type of trades, I think now we have a realistic return. And a lot of people are talking about the Spurs. I don't see it. Like, I don't even think it, the Spurs. I like, I like, I like like any good hipster podcaster likes Dejounte Murray and Derek sure. White. But those guys aren't like that. I don't think is enough of a return. Wait, like, wait. The Spurs have Olympian Keldon Johnson. They do, and I, and I like Keldon Johnson too. Winner. But it's like the all these guys. Power forward. I don't really I, see. I, I think the the interesting part of this was the like the way um, Ben Simmons was handled. You know, like he was treated as this. He was a number one overall pick, and like physically talented, and uh, you know, for his size, very skilled in certain areas of basketball. But like, it almost felt like he was treated with kid gloves. And then, you know, new regime comes in and new coaches and new, you know, GM, new front office uh, players. And he gets kind of like thrown into the fire and told that it's time to be like time to produce. And he didn't take well to that. And I'm not interested in, you know, blaming anybody. I don't know if it's been Simmons' fault or Brett Brown's fault or, you know, whoever, but. It is an interesting to watch, you know, the player turn away from the team after the team has been so like, you know, kind of they they didn't ask him to do what, you know, most teams would have asked him a number one overall pick to do right away. It feels like to me. So 
it's an interesting like character arc and, and these two the the two you know the team and the player turning on each other it's been high high drama and i'm here for it i'm just glad that you got away with saying character arc and didn't liken it to a marvel movie so i feel like i feel like that's gross on the podcast <laughs> well but i mean I it's one, a lot my i want my number one overall pick to be an impact player immediately so i i don't begrudge the philadelphians that uh, i don't really but if they begrudge... would have asked that day one then it would have been different they kind of like let him kind of just be his own thing but he was and... an impact player that's what I'm, i mean he was yeah, yeah he, he was is. he was great from the beginning the argument is he, he's yeah. gotten worse but even that he's gotten worse argument that didn't rear its head until the playoffs Right. right. Like no one said anything in the regular season. I don't think it has like, to do with his skills so much as his mentality. And then also it's just like a fractured situation now. Yeah. yeah. Like and also you, they start releasing cover yeah, the ahead. information. Also they start just releasing stuff that you don't, you never know if, if it's true because mm -hmm. it just feels like the leaks to kind of I mean, sway this the narrative. Is a uniquely Philadelphian situation. It, I mean, they've, it's really weird. I mean, this could only come from the land of normal they dumped Mark, and new I mean, slants. And they dumped Marco Fultz. Marco right. Fultz is a useful basketball player. They got nothing for him. Like they just, yeah. just kind of well, like we'll they see, we'll him. We'll see what they get for Ben Simmons. The, you know, I mean, I, the, the, the whole, he, he may be in such low estimation now. What I love is that the process has so broken the brains of so oh, yes. many of the, yeah. of the Sixers fans and writers yes. where they're like, Hey, let's, let's like, I was talking to Jackson Frank on the, on the episode on Thursday and it confused me where like Jackson's on board with like, we we could just trade them for picks and then like try to use those picks for something else and to like continue the the reign. And I'm like, Ben said, I mean, Joel Embiid is at the peak of the NBA. He's like, yeah, yeah, possibly the best player in the NBA right now. Like, yeah, he, he was second the, in the, the MVP, the, and people the best, blamed the best it for missing Shaq. Yeah, best and it's like you guys Shaq. are ready to win. Like, how in the world are you like saying let's 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 pull back a little bit, maybe get some picks because because picks make us feel safe again because we got used to uh, being addicted <laughs> to getting picks. Do they really want to spin that wheel with uh, Jaleel again? I don't know. Jaleel's available. Um, that actually brings me to my best thing. My best thing. It is the DeAndre Jordan trade that right. the Pistons pulled off. Now, the That's Nets... two weeks in a row, DeAndre Jordan trade has been in our uh, state. Well, it's been, we've been talking about We thought it was going to be a buyout. You know, we thought they would work something out. But it turns out the Nets sent four second-round picks... Beautiful. to the Pistons to move that salary, to save a ton in luxury tax payments. The Nets get back Jalil Okafor. They get back Sekou Dumboya. This is very straightforward for the Pistons. The Pistons were done with Dumboya. is not going to play on the Nets because the Nets have 11 power forward centers. I don't think he has a spot to any kind of rotation. He can't really play on the wing, I don't feel like. So for the Pistons, this is very straightforward, and they just they, they waived him. They got back $4 million. They, they took on dead money for next season. But the Pistons used their cap space, knew they were going to be bad, or at least they had matching salaries of guys. So they're able to say, listen, we're going to use $10 million of our cap space next season to get back four second-round picks. And the reason I love this move, I mean, apparently it's, it's, just, it's very simple. Like, that's, that's a positive move for a rebuilding club. But I love it because Troy Weaver is out here. I believe this is the chestnut checkers. We made fun of him last year. For these deals he signed, we're like, why is he signing so many centers? Why did he sign Mason Plumley? Why did he sign Jalil Okafor? Well, now fast forward, he used the salary of Jalil Okafor to bring in all of these second round picks. Troy Weaver had a vision. 
He's like, listen, I'm going to trade away Plumley for uh, junk. I can't remember. I'm going to open you? up some space to sign Kelly Olynyk. I'm going to uh, I'm going to trade Sekou Dumboya, who I did not draft, and I have no interest in players I did not draft. It's a shell game. He turned it. He turned it into like four second round picks, which is a solid return. I mean, I don't know how you grade the grade the trade from the Nets. It's just you spent four second round picks to save a bunch of money. Like it doesn't help you in any way. It's just it makes your it team needs worse picks when you have the the dream team. It's true. Also, it's pretty funny. The do you guys know who the longest tenured Detroit Piston is? Killian Hayes. Yeah. Their recent, their recent draft pick. Yeah, that's amazing. Just guy, a guy drafted last year is the who may, uh, or, who may or may not even be. Yeah, in who, might get, who might get waived? I don't know. No, I mean, he's going to get waived anyway. Chuck, what's your best thing? Uh, my best thing. Drake dropped his uh, response record to Kanye West called "Certified Lover Boy." Please don't um, let there be a Drake quiz. I'm never again. Okay, don't, thank you. Don't thank just you. don't. True um, or false, uh, Keith? Was Drake ever uh, on the uh, TV show Degrassi? Canadian true. classic TV. Okay, there we go. All right, good job. He knows more about Drake than Kanye. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. The the there was a video that came out. It had uh, Drake had a song with Young Thug and Future, and um, it uh, sampled "I'm Too Sexy," the Right Said Fred song, and uh, basically. <laughs> uh, parodied a music video from the 90s boy band era uh, with, you know, Kawhi Leonard as the fourth member of Drake's boy band. And it was gentle hilarity that I needed in my life um, with no basketball really to talk about the, you know, the, the, you know, dog days of NBA podcast summer, summer leagues yeah. over <laughs> trades or there's nothing. And I'm like, what can I talk about? Well, here, Here's Kawhi Leonard being absolutely ridiculous. Was he like don't he go has... chasing waterfalls, like doing the bucket oh, there was bounce? Hand, there was hand movements. It That's felt it felt so much uh, like I was watching the Backstreet Boys. You know, bye bye I, bye. No, that it was far less uh, like herky jerky uh, dance moves, more just like solid, sweet uh, rain. You know, like let the, it rain. Like the drifters, like the the, the platters. Yeah, it almost kind of had like some. Some like, uh, yeah. Uh, like O-Town? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like O-Town. Yeah. 98 like, Degrees? Like Nick Lachey. Lou Pearlman, um, Stable. I remember, hey, I, all right, so I went, I went to Florida State, you know, uh, late 90s, early aughts, and I, I still guilty. remember all the uh, all the posters for when they were, like, auditioning these boy bands. Like, do you want to, like, because they, they would just do auditions to create O-Town. It was like Could a, have been you, Keith. No, I, I can't sing or dance, so... Neither could know. they. Come on, they had talent. Chuck. I mean, they could. How dare could you dance. throw these talented performers under the bus? You're what right. What did Kawhi do exactly? I've only seen a still image. You're saying he just danced to it was it was too I'm too sexy or something else. Some choreographed. It was the four of them doing choreographed dance moves with each oh, other. I mean, gotcha. it wasn't like you know artistic dancing. It was just some hand movements and side to side stepping. But it was glorious. Brilliant. It was beautifully self-deprecating and uh like I'm, i i would have loved to been in the meeting with uncle dennis uh and find out how many millions of dollars drake gave to the family of Kawhi to get this to happen but uh there wasn't a lot of emotion on his face when he was doing it i also no. didn't know that like he had friends 
it had a very Tim and Eric energy to it. Yeah, there was there was kind of it was absurd. It was super absurd. And I didn't know that that was his brand. And I'm super, uh, yeah, I'm super happy that I got to see it. <laughs> well, a lot of the actors that Tim and Eric have used don't know what's going down. I wonder if I wonder if Kawhi understood what was happening, or if he thought he was in like the next great hype Williams video when he was in fact uh, being uh, paradised. Also, uh, <laughs> right said Fred is an anti-vaxer. I don't know if we need to. Oh yes. no! Throw it I out there. It. Wrong, said Fred. That's That'd the, be a good cosplay that's, for you, that's though, that's Chuck. The last I, I, I heard that's of him. a Halloween outfit you should try one year. Just right, said Fred. <laughs> Those were our best things. What's the opposite? The cream of wheat. Worst thing. What is the worst thing you saw in the last week, Chuck? What's your worst thing? So, the worst thing. I, I mean, I just could do Texas in general. <laughs> yes, um, you could. Texas is terrible. But the um, just recently read that the uh, Texas State Legislature passed um, passed a law stating that if uh, the Dallas Mavericks refuse to play the national anthem at their home games, that they'll have to return um, money that the state gave them uh, for employment purposes. And now that is the most controversial law that has come from Texas in the last week, if I'm not no, if I'm not no, mistaken, that's it the, is not. That's it the why yeah, people are very up in arms over this specific that Texas law. No, is law, law. Trending. no. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there, you know, it's just one of those things where it's. Uh, and I'm a veteran. I understand what the Constitution means, and it doesn't mean we force people into doing things um, for whatever, you know, self-aggrandizing nonsense that the political arena calls for. And uh, to see, you know, a, a team with a lot of international players say, hey, this song isn't necessary for our game. It's right. not necessary for this team. And just because a bunch of people are together, we don't need to uh, promote some sort of weird, ugly, bastardized version of patriotism um, that isn't tr- true to the spirit of the uh, the the country that you're actually trying to defend. With yeah, this, I think your worst your laws. is extra special bad too, because just finding out that it's not just like a fine, it's like taking back money that the state gave the Mavericks. Right. Also, that makes me a little bad. mad. That makes me a little mad too, that Mark Cuban multi-billionaire is getting hundreds of millions of dollars from the state of Texas. So there's levels to this. I kind of, I don't, you know, can but, you, can you become a billionaire without receiving hundreds of millions, millions of dollars from the state? Probably. I, probably not. I mean, that's how it all, that's or, how it all works. Or murdering a person. I'm sure there's a murder involved in Mark Cuban's life somewhere. I mean, I mean he didn't do it. I gotta get his own hands dirty. But yeah, he definitely, he cut the check. I feel like Steve Jobby would be dead if that were true. <laughs> Mark Cuban had the power to kill. I feel like there'd be refs littered across this country accidental deaths etc cetera, etc cetera. so i don't know i'm not ready to call cubes a murderer just yet right. <laughs> what's your uh john what's your worst thing keith i'm worried what's this i'm worried that the grizzlies quest to have mm. every minnesota timberwolves lottery pick will lead us to the likes of kevin love will lead us to the likes of johnny flynn uh, i think we could just have an all 
Minnesota septuagenarian why are, all-star team. Why aren't you focused on the good lottery picks? Why can't it lead us to Anthony Edwards? Why can't it lead us to Carl Anthony Towns? Oh, this is something I hadn't considered. Because yeah, they, far, they, they, they went I mean, and got what, go what the, the, the fifth pick? Team. We've Chris gone Dung? only with the discarded so far. Oh, uh, it's true. I mean, so I can't really make the leap, but maybe I just do need to get more positive. But we just we picked up Chris Dunn, who I am convincing myself is going to be the next Tony Allen now, because that's what Chris I do with Dunn all defensive minded players. Chris Dunn was second in the NBA in steals, steals two years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing now. Can that's you, the position I've been put in. Can you, ahead, uh, can you kind of salivate over Chris Dunn and DeAnthony Melton getting minutes when Jaws getting a breather? What if they were what? both playing at the same time? Just like being menaces. Can you imagine a team trying to score? Like, what if the Grizzlies' second unit is like Chris Dunn, DeAnthony Melton, maybe Kyle Anderson's out there, like some Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman? No one would score. Maybe we're not uh, obsessed with many picks, but maybe we're just obsessed with reclamation projects, the Justice Winslow method. I don't don't know what to make of this trade, honestly. Um, I get into it in some on Grits and Grinds. Hey, this is almost this could be my worst thing. The the way this trade makes the most sense, maybe it is just about again the salaries involved. It, it isn't the actual players. The Grizzlies are like, let's save five hundred thousand dollars, which is like, <laughs> all right. So they just they saved some money. Maybe they thought it was hilarious to keep splitting up the Jonas Valanciunas trade to see how many players they could turn it into, which is honestly a fun little game. Like they've cut it up into six pieces now. You never see a six for one trade. But like the Grizzlies keep like, all right, we got one guy that's trading for two. All right, we got one guy that's trading for two. And they kept they've kept going. I don't and think like, it I don't think he'll feel this pressure, but when I look at the trade, the 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 like Ann Randy and Atlas Shrug Boulder on Zaire Williams is insane. <laughs> like it all just comes down to if we hit that draft pick or not. Oh, that's the whole offseason is like, yeah. oh, you you did everything for Zaire Williams. But that my worst thing about this is it comes back to my fear, which is the only fear I have about the Grizzlies. If Chris Dunn is actually going to be on this team, it has once again made certain guys look kind of replaceable. And my thought goes to, would they trade in, would they cash in DeAnthony Melton for something? If Chris no. Dunn's actually going to play, if Jarrett Culver's actually going to play, well then... Oh, you've like ruined you, you, it for me again. <laughs> You're I right. mean, it's super, having all those guys is superfluous. Like, you don't need... Yeah. All these guys with six, seven wingspans who are all although, sort of combo guards. Although I think, you know, Melton is so much better at offense than those two guys. He is. You know, that he, he still has to be on another tier to me. But I don't think Taylor Jenkins dislikes Chris Dunn or Jarrett Culver yet. That's true. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the big thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, could this mean like, does Tyus Jones move on now? I because, hope not, but I do think that's like a more replaceable skill set. Than a DeAnthony Melton type. Well, hundred percent. You know, backup backup guard. You so know, that's my that's backup just, that's point just, guard. We can do fear. that. And I like yeah. Tyus. You know. Yeah. But no. Well, let's go towards. Let's answer a couple of our listener submitted questions. The croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Um. Yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Chris Walters asks, 
Who is the early favorite for League Pass side piece 2021? Keith, who's 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 your uh, who are you hiding from Mrs. I, Grizzly this year? I think we need to. I think we need to establish a few ground rules for this. This is the way I'm going to answer the question. All right. I think we already have entrenched side pieces. Yes. For, for me, going... this question reads, who's my third team now? Sure. Same. Because I like... It's really Grizzlies like my are... fifth team. Okay. So like, I think that's fair too. Like, who are you adding to the rotation is the way I'm going to yes. interpret Your fifth starter Chris's in the question. Because like, I am a Grizzlies fan who has a long time serious dalliance with the Denver Nuggets. And that's for not me, going away. Yeah. For me, this will, with the addition of Kyle Lowry, the heat will now be out of my rotation. Oh, okay. Leaving, leaving like 20 jerseys to, to wither away. Just come to me. Chuck, I wish you were, I wish you were gaining weight instead of losing weight. You mm. could just ease right in there. But um, until, until Kyle Lowry has, has taken his like fatal charge, I will not be watching the, the heat this year. But for me, I, it, someone's moving into the Miami heat spot is like third. Okay, or fourth so who's moving team. in for you? Who's, who's moving in for you, John? So I have a couple of candidates. Yeah. Um, and I want to know, I want to know, here's more ground rules. Am I allowed to move the Warriors into a side piece slot? Or are they just are yes. has their success been too recent? Okay, I can have the I Warriors think you again. can. Okay. Well, for me, it's the Warriors. Uh they're like third in tempo, th- like third, second in pace of play. And all they were lacking was the offensive efficiency to be really fun. And I think Clay coming back. We'll do that, and we'll move. I think they'll be that unique basketball team that it, what that everyone must admit was like getting high watching that team when it was when it yeah, was firing on sure. all cylinders. And I'm curious to see after one of Steph's greatest individual seasons what may come. So, so that's my. And I know that's you know a better. That's not like a very hipster. So one, so team, so yeah. one for you is you know your team's the Grizzlies. Is your secondary piece? It's also Nuggets. And, you, and you, who's your yes. third? You got Sixers. third. Sixers. Sixers, all right, that's fair. Yeah, and then so you, I mean, it was the heat. Some of no, your I've... teams, some of your side piece teams. If I if I were going to criticize your choices, those sure. are all a lot of national television teams. I'm a I'm a I'm I mean, a big Sixers national Warriors television TV and, uh, guy. Okay, yeah, okay, you're right. That's true. That's I'm kind of breaking the league pass. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I can dig a little deeper if Chuck wants to go. Yeah. I can so dig a Chuck, deeper. your team's the Heat. Or do we call the Grizzlies your your side? Are they a main side piece for you or or no? So is that too presumptuous of me? So like the problem with me is I only get league pass, so I don't have local cable. Right. So it's hard. I have to yeah. watch like important Grizzlies games three days after they air. Right. Which kind of pulls the like the whole fun out of watching them. Agreed. So sure. I I probably should be an adult and pay for cable. That seems unreasonable. Uh, I believe in monogamy. Um, when it comes to my basketball teams, not in all areas of my Thank life, you. but when yeah. it comes to my basketball teams, this talk about side pieces and gumas and third mistresses is just horrific for me to even hear you guys say. I'm offended. I love your, I love your cannoli, Tony. <laughs> I am offended. This is sick. And okay, um, what if happened you were, to the? If you were to take on, you know, a gumar, who would it be? Um. You know, I I really love Anthony Edwards, so I that's think a great the, one. I think the Wolves would be Zodiac fun to watch. Film, they could, PR. they're gonna probably like never play a good defensive possession. So there's, you know, they do that. play fast though, and that's if fun. the Wolves somehow get Ben Simmons, 
Yes, sir. And it's Anthony Edwards, Ben Simmons, and Carl Anthony Towns, and they they jump up for me into like this absolute league pass team. Like that sounds like yeah. an amazing bit of basketball. I'm leaning. You know, I think I got I my you were going to say Charlotte. That's I got I my said. Nuggets. Yeah, like that. I think that's the, well. If Marcus all when Marcus all gets bought out, whatever team he goes to. That'll be my third. If it's the Warriors, I'll be there with you, John. Um, I, I could get very excited about Marcus Hall joining up with the Warriors. But I think right now my, my league pass side piece, uh, third or fourth team, is going to be the Hornets. I'm going to get excited. I'm going to try to revamp on my own Kelly Oubre's um, status around the league. I'm going to just pump him up, talk about all the good stuff he's doing. I feel like this team with Miles Bridges and... Kelly Oubre with a Gordon Hayward bounce back. I don't love Gordon Hayward, but like with the LaMelo ball stuff, if they're that much fun, if they're running and gunning, if Mason Plumlee's putting up these triple doubles, if that guy, a uh, Kai Jones from Texas gets out on the break, gets to run, has some athleticism. If this team is just flying all over the court, playing an up-tempo style, I think they might. Yeah. But also I would like to reserve I would like to see him for a couple games. Like, I don't want to make any commitments. Yeah. I'm not making deep commitments at this point to I any of these like side pieces. For me, their games start too early. That's so that's, that's, that's honestly it. they start too early for me. I'm a West Coast basketball guy, even more so in French now. Um, I think I'm gonna go, and this team is always kind of they've been in like my, my bullpen. I think I'll go with the Kings. I know Ew. baby Kings Whoa. are terrible. Ew. I will watch them a lot. I'll probably get invested. I'll have fantasies about trading Buddy Hield all year, like I do uh, every year. Uh, uh, they actually have an intriguing draft pick. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton just have one of the like steadier, more impressive rookie seasons you'll see from a guy. Uh, who knows if that can even last? But Davion Mitchell's there. De'Aaron Fox is one of the most fun players in the NBA, hands down. Yeah. Uh, you get to all the schadenfreude you can handle from the terrible GM and coaching situation and owner situation. That's my pick. So I honestly feel like for this question to answer the question of like my side piece team, I honestly feel like for me, it needs to be an Eastern conference team because that's when I am cheating from things I'm supposed to be doing. That's sure. when I'm sneaking a view. I'm like running off to look at my phone when I should still be parenting. Like I'm with you, like picking a West coast team doesn't even count because I get to watch those games. Usually I'm all by myself. Right. Everyone's asleep. It's fine. So that's, I honestly lean an Eastern conference team here because it has that, that, that thrill of like, Oh, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to watch, I, watch the middle ball my, right now. Uh, my Minnesota thing has to do with time zones too, because I wake up. I can't, I can't, I can't watch the Lakers play. At 11 p.m. Yeah, what are you world. talking about? I can't do that. <laughs> I know. You know, I would love, I would love to watch every Lakers game this year because that's either going to be sublime basketball or absolute train wreck. Um, it's like the, it's I, like the Expendables, right? Um, but like, I'm not. You know, it's the Suicide Squad, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it'll be it'll that'll be a great team to watch, and I'll probably watch every like uh, reasonably timed game that they have this year. But yeah, my life, my life, I, my life ain't about suffering for basketball. I love the yeah. sport. I'm not gonna hate it because I have to stay up until two in the morning and then get I up mean, at six. In all honesty, because of my job, I'm having to be in LA so much. I have considered getting some kind of Clippers ticket package, but I feel like they're too even. I think. And maybe this is distorted. I feel like the Clippers are like a national TV team now. So I really shouldn't be able to pick them I mean, either. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. I mean, I might 
like, can I, if the, if the Hornets don't work out, I might go Bulls. Just because that's a national fun. TV team, but like still, they, though, right? they they've been bad for so long. But so like watching long. Lonzo I, I, and DeRozan and yeah, Zach really Levine seems a lot of fun. I don't think DeRozan is very fun to watch, but I do think Lonzo. Oh is man, fun. I like watching DeRozan. What if really? I, yeah. I would, I, whenever I watch the Spurs, even when DeRozan had become this assist machine, yeah, he's so bad on the other end and kind of screws up what the young guys were doing so much. I was just like, let's get him off the court and just see what these other players can do so i don't know i feel i feel like i might feel that way again but if he's really in a role-playing situation uh maybe it will work but i'm also not a i have a hard time watching zach levine also what's your so um not. what's your all what's your schadenfreude uh league pass team what team well, are see, you would you that's, that's would also you still, watch? The, still the kings oh which team I, am i gonna watch crash and burn pelican yeah pelican yeah 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 it feels good i'm gonna be I'm, i mean like i watching zion's fun that's not Schadenfreude. He's watching him's fun. I do love Jonas Valanciunas, but if Me they do. if they are struggling, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Mine's <laughs> the Knicks. I kind of think, I th- I think the Knicks have like a very severe coming like out of orbit situation this season. I think. Oh yeah, you don't yeah, believe yeah. in that fifth a, seed excellence. Yeah, <laughs> teams did gonna, not make three pointers against them last year, and that's yeah, supposed like to be defended, totally random. Like that's wide just open totally three random. pointers. Yeah. So I, I I'm interested in um I'm interested in in watching them. And the fan base specifically apoplectically fall down. I think it'll be Keith, fun. Keith, haven't the Celtics figured out something, some secret sauce with how to make teams yeah. miss three pointers? Yeah, the Celtics years? are the only one that like it, no one ever shoots like, like great. I think doing, that's like the Kevin yeah. Pelton article. It's always like for some reason the Celtics. But that was that was then that was Brad Stevens. Now Brad Stevens has uh, has moved on up to a front office job, so maybe it won't matter. Let's do a, we got one more question from the uh, croissant questions. Yes. Um, Owen O'Neill asks, this is actually two questions, or we're going to have to have a conversation about this, what, what these questions actually mean, because there might be some overlap here. Who is the worst good dunker in the NBA? Who is the best bad dunker in the NBA? So we're going to have to define yeah. some parameters. Yeah, we think you're right. We need, we need to figure this out. So to my mind, there's like the notion of like Marquise Chris missed a million dunks. Welcome back like to the NBA, couple, Marquise Chris. Yeah, a couple with the seasons ago, he's back, so yeah. he is in contention. Um, Chris Anderson's gone now, so we can't let the Birdman fly. But we do have John Collins' right Orville Wright brothers performance yeah. to harken back to. We can think of you know really insane dunk contest missed dunks. Uh, we also have stuff. Are we talking about like John ja Morant? Because John so Morant I think, is I th- awesome I at almost think dunking. That's an argument someone could take. He but might not, be he no. might be the worst best dunk dunker, right? Yeah, I mean, with the number I, of dunks he misses, he but but yes. and all of his misses are absolutely the best misses you will ever see. Yes. So he's he's the worst best dunker, or is he the best worst dunker? I think he's the. Oh, is it? This is hard. Chuck, I need a ruling here. What? How do we? What are we trying here? So the best dunkers make their dunks. Okay. So I so think he's the so he's the worst best dunker. No, he's the best worst dunker. So the worst the worst best dunker for me might be like Kevin Durant, who doesn't yeah. miss dunks, but all his dunks suck. Yeah, they're like, just like, like he, he has flavorless. no flavorless. Yeah, he has yeah. no. There's so no. I think we should go with, any of his dunks. I, I think we should go with like the make matters, right? Okay. The, the make matters. So the best dunkers make their dunks. So if you are really good at 
almost dunking, you're the best worst dunker. Okay, yeah, so I, think, I, I, I think right, John I, Morant is the best worst dunker. I got He's another one for best worst. Dunker. Honorable. Okay, go ahead. Well, Willie Colley Stein. Oh, best worst dunker. He can't. He, he dunks too hard. He misses. Yeah, he's bad at he's bad at dunking, back. but yeah. his but his dunks are exciting and like yeah. he can kind of jump really high and he's very athletic. He just misses a lot of dunks. Yeah. Another king, king, Man. king hero. Man, <laughs> the best. Um, Rudy Gobert is the is one of the worst best dunkers. They're All just the I don't care guys. about mm, some, the, but some of Gobert's are so good. He's so he goes up high. What about like Stephen Adams, Jonas Valanciunas? What about the white guys? No, they don't think they qualify. Boban? They don't. They don't. None of them. None of them qualify. Yeah, Boban doesn't have to me. jump. They're just in the middle. Funny. But they they don't rise to an extreme for me to okay. be to be, to be I recognized. Like this. I like the discussions. Um, so we should go. Hey, how about little what, guys? What about a little guy? So here's one. Here's someone yeah. who isn't good at dunking, except for when he dunks. It's awesome. Like Damian Lillard. Right. Like you don't think of Damian Lillard as a dunker, but he throws down hard like a couple times every year, and you forget. Oh my God, he like, he can still dunk really hard. Does he qualify? Is he is he a, a worst best dunker? Um, maybe. I think um, in the Durant vein, and I love this player obviously, but Jimmy Butler dunks like a grandpa. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Not there's no flair. There's no flair in Jimmy Dunk in Jimmy Dunks. Like it just like his game is very efficient in motion. I'm trying um, to think of other bad like who I think we've covered. Chris Paul's few dunks have been like by the skin of his. Yeah, but I don't think he really counts because he's like a non-dunker. Old, I think yeah, like Goran know, Dragic, he wasn't really like his dunks yeah. squeeze in, but he dunked last year and was a big deal. I remember. Um. Yeah, I think we. I think I think the the best part about this discussion was just coming up with the, the so this, definitions. This, of worst this best, best worst, lost. and worst best is like when we did <laughs> fantasy basketball leagues, and I named one of the leagues the Breakfast League, and one of the leagues the Fast Break League. And I, yeah. there's no way I can know the difference between the two. Like that's no. the dumbest idea. Like, why in the world? I, I don't. Those those are the same word. I don't know what which one means which. Um. Anyway, great question. Uh, guys, Owen and Chris, thanks for submitting them. If you out there have a question that you want answered on air, you have to become a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. If we don't get to it on the show, we will get to it on our monthly Zoom hangout, the Millennial Brunch $500 croissant. Uh, we got one of those videos up there now on Patreon if you want to go watch that. Also, if you join our Patreon, you can play fantasy sports with us. We're in the middle. I'm in the middle of a fantasy football draft right now. Uh, ah. with some of the uh, some of the listeners. Also, we'll be organizing our fantasy basketball leagues in uh, just about a month. Very exciting. If you want to do that, you got to be at the $5 tier. So if you want to get involved with supporting our show, getting in on our Slack chat, playing fantasy sports, and any of the other games that we play all year long, do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Visit GrindCityMedia.com today for the most up-to-date and exclusive coverage and analysis of the Memphis Grizzlies you can get. Grind City Media is always there, home and road, providing the most comprehensive Grizzlies coverage. Plus, you get your local and regional sports fix from Tigers football, basketball, SEC, and HBCU news, and it's all in one spot. For more information and behind-the-scenes access on the Grizzlies and for some really terrific podcasts, 
Visit GrindCityMedia.com or follow on Twitter at GrindCityMedia today. All right, par fadeaway, guys. What things are we looking forward to in the coming week? Um, mine's obviously caftan related, but today, for the first time since the last time I played with John Burr, I'm going to go play a game of basketball. Whoa! It's going to be wow. a three-on-three three in a gym Whoa. with some vac- vaccinated people. It's going to have no competitive vibe. They have whittled away Ooh. the jerks who trash talk, the people oh. who dive for loose balls, the nonsense Keith. elbowing, the Keith low also. post I do not maneuvering. Die for loose balls. It's going to be fun. I'm I'm looking for. I listened to a podcast. The I'm going to need day. to see proof of life after this, just to make Very sure well. you're okay. I, li- I listened to a podcast the other day by uh, the Spinsters about yeah. an NYC. Shout girls out Haley O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, of the NYC Girls Basketball League, and it was heartwarming, and it made me harken back to the days where I just picked up a ball because it was fun, and it somehow, some way, became this bastardized. I've used bastardized twice in one episode. That's that's awesome. Um, some things, some like ugly, mutated, competitive nonsense that I don't really, I, I'm not a competitive person in life. I, I compete with myself and I lose often. So the big thing for me is just, I'm trying to fall back in love with basketball from the ground up. And I'm going to do um, the same thing, but with a video game. I'm going to cool. get the oh. basketball video game. Nice. Get, have fun. But yeah, yeah. I've been, I, I'm looking for a way to, you know, get my body in different uh, environments where I'm feeling, uh, get my heart rate up. And I think basketball this week will be so, great. So I'm going to go play. I'm excited for you. This discovery yeah. that you're having, that you're enjoying. But what you just described to me sounds awful. Yes. Sports, if there's no competition, that's not a sport. That's something else. No, it is a sport. It is the act of taking, Cross having country. fun and playing. It's about play. It's it could be play, but that's not a sport. Destruction. Sure. It's play. For your We're own, fun. just before you take off suddenly and try for like a really aggressive layup or like a steal, I want no, you to no, Google no. Tom Segura basketball injury. Just Google no. Tom Segura basketball injury before you take, before there are any sudden bursts of movement. Cause I don't want to see thing. you go out like that. When, when I go in intentionally trying to just enjoy myself, mm. I'm not going to put my body in any position to where I'm gonna bust a knee open. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about being peasy. aggressive and dangerous. Because I'm the, I'm the guy. If some if there's like a loose ball at our feet, I'm like, whoa, everybody slow down, slow. Like no one, we don't need to get yes. hurt here. No one go for an ankle. No one slide. We're not doing that. But, but he's like, also, but he's also calling out plays. But I'm also trying to win because I don't yeah, I don't derive have... any enjoyment from a sport if if people aren't like if I'm he, playing someone and I'm not trying ice, to win ice 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 as he runs down yeah like I don't I, enjoy that I, I plan like so and I take this you know philosophy into other ways like if you join Podcasting our fantasy realm. basketball yeah if you join our fantasy <laughs> basketball leagues my league is a very not yeah. it's a very chill we're not getting our heated about trades or who it's all just like dude have fun Although, enjoy yourself. Chuck does pay Chuck does pay someone else to run his team and will crush you in this league. Well, that's how I <laughs> I look, delegation is the key to success. Yeah. I'm not going to looking forward to. No, I'm saying everyone do their fantasy their own thing. Playing yeah. the sports like you got to if I'm going to if I'm going to start sweating, 
No, well, no, guess I'm what, gonna, Keith? Ryan. You'll never be in, invited to where I'm about to go play. Sorry, I think take that. Mutually beneficial. Yeah, that sounds. That take sounds that like everyone's excited about that. That's, that sounds take like the testosterone. That, that's the put it somewhere. We're having fun. We're being kids. We're uh, just going to enjoy ourselves. My 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 prime video algorithm, which have been shooting out some big winners, uh, flew a little too close to the sun. Uh-oh. It got a little weird. We went it went down a weird hole. Um, it it threw me a movie. Uh, Night of the Running Man, oh. and I trusted it so much that I was like, "This sounds amazing." And also, part of this, I got burned because earlier, before before um, Amazon was like, "Hey, you really like that movie?" You'll probably like this movie. When I saw the title, I already knew that I'd read a Wikipedia article like a week before that told me that Scott Glenn, oh yeah, who plays a hitman in Night of the Running Man, uh, this Wikipedia article said. Uh, it was a critically acclaimed performance and it was set in Vegas and it was like late eighties, early nineties Vegas. And there's all these like helicopter shots. The opening scene is like, it's just like, it's all on a uh, Fremont street. And I just been in summer league. So like I enjoyed all of that and I knew it was a made for HBO back in the day. So I wasn't expecting like extreme high class or like great, uh, piece of art or anything, but it devolved into near trauma levels at times uh, it wasn't, there's no way anyone ever called Scott Glenn's performance critically acclaimed. Like there's no way it, it was, I mean, it was a trashy, pulpy fun. it's kind of a fun movie, but the algorithm, it was not kind of what it was all built up to it be. It should have just given you running man. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Which, yeah. yeah. Running man's good. And I did enjoy it for what it was, which was, I think a bunch of dudes making a very silly movie based in Las Vegas. Um, and there's a lot of famous landmarks. So like that part of it was very enjoyable, but the prime algorithm knocking out like batting a thousand, giving me just great movies that I hadn't seen. Uh, this one, no. So I guess I'm gonna get back on the horse there and see what else uh, the uh, the robot overlords think I will enjoy. Just go in and like start like six Coen Brothers movies. Just start them, and maybe you can get the algorithm yeah. back on. Yeah, again, <laughs> I'm always confused when it doesn't know those things. No, like I'm very online. Well, it only knows what you've watched, so it's not going to know like your deep. Well, I assume loves. Amazon knows the things I've watched on other, like it knows what I'm watching on HBO sure. and but Netflix. Think about the stuff that you like in college, you fell in love with, and that you know so it's well. It's pre-streaming. Just go oh, in and start yeah. a bunch of those. I yeah. I actually do this. I go. I will. Start I used to do that. Movies. I, I will I will start movies just so that the algorithm serves me. Well, better. that was like back in the day when when Netflix gave you an option to rank the movies. And I was ranking movies. I was like being very particular about it. I'm like that movie yeah. one star, that movie two stars. But like I realized, no, I have to give everything five stars that I'm interested in watching. Like even though I would say that movie is objectively bad, that's what I want to watch. Like yeah. <laughs> I want to watch those movies. I want to see Skyline. Yeah, Skyline two. Why didn't you tell me this was out? Like uh, so anyway, John, what what are you what are you getting into? Well, I won't be there, but I look forward to you and Chuck firing t-shirt cannons at people later this week at the Memphis Grizzlies event at the Nashville Sound Stadium. Is Chuck going to sneak in a t-shirt cannon underneath his caftan? I, I think got so. A t-shirt. I, I, I stay with a t-shirt cannon. If you know what I'm talking I mean, that'd about. be like the world's greatest Steve Ballmer ever if it's just Chuck close range <laughs> t-shirt I'm gonna tell secu- I'm going to tell security that skinhead bearded guy in the caftan has a weapon underneath his robes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got a whole look set up. You guys, I can't wait to see everybody. Come oh, on man. out. 
Come on out. It's going to be amazing. Anyway, thanks, you guys, for listening to this episode. If you want to support the show, do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. You can follow us on Twitter, fastbreakbreak. Follow John, Master John Burr. Follow Chuck, the mighty Chuck. Subscribe to our YouTube page, Twitch, everything. Uh, Anyway, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fab break, break, man. You understand? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.